Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the Here we go. We're at lesson 219. Holy cow, where has this year gone? Whew, where has this year gone? Lesson 219, I am not a body, I am free, for I am still as God created me. Then you're going to read lesson 199, which I kind of had a little brain brain check there. I am not a body, I am free. So lesson 199 is I am not a body, I am free. So you're saying I am not a body, I am free, for I am still as God created me. And then you say, I am not a body, I am free. And then here's the prayer. I am God's son, be still, my mind, and think a moment upon this. And then return to earth without confusion as to what my father loves forever as his son. Oh, that's really, that's beautiful. <laughs> I am not a body, I am free. Then you're going to say, I am God's son, be still, my mind, and think a moment upon this, and then return to earth without confusion as to what my father loves forever as his son. I am not a body, I am free, for I am still as God created me. So this is just, this is just, that's just one of my favorite prayers I think that I've ever read in this, in this course. Let me not wander from the way of peace, for I am lost on other roads. Oh, this is the wrong one. Fast forward it. That was a beautiful one, too. I'm going to read this again. I am God's son. Be still, my mind, and think a moment upon this, and then return to earth without confusion as to what my father loves forever as his son. You say, I am not a body. I am free, for I am still as God created me. So it's Sunday night. As I record this, I hope that you had a great weekend. I hope that you had a beautiful weekend. I I got the proof of my book, Undercover Angel. You can actually go to, it's not a complete website yet. It's still being built, but you can go to undercoverangelbook.com and you can sort of get the look and feel of the website. I'm, I'm looking all badass up against a brick wall in Chicago. One of my former clients actually took that picture. But, um... It's getting closer and closer and closer, so I found a couple of mistakes in the book, so some editing mishaps, so I had to email the formatter and have her handle them, so we're just set to release on the 15th still, but we're just ironing out the last remaining kinks, and it is go time, so your humble, as they say in Clockwork Orange, your humble narrator... <laughs> Uh, was a lot like Alex DeBarge, if you know who Alex, I think his name's Alex DeBarge. Alex, what's the character in Clockwork Orange's last name? Alex. Well, 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 is it isn't little Alex. So I was kind of like Alex. Your humble narrator was kind of like Alex. And I never understood back in the day when I was like a kid, when I was like 13, 14, just barely getting into punk rock, why the older punk rock kids who were like 16, 17, 18, they would always wear these clockwork orange. They would have the clockwork orange guy painted on their leather jacket, like the Alex from Clockwork Orange. And uh, 
I wondered what that meant, and it didn't occur to me until someone recently, like, what that was all about, because the character in Clockwork Orange is just this crazy, sociopathic, insane, uh, not even really insane, he's just this, he's basically a teenage sociopath who gets off on beating and robbing and raping and all of these different things, and so... What was happening, actually, I don't even know if these kids knew what they were doing, but the, the kids in the punk rock community were sort of allying with that, that sort of orientation to things, right? Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a raping, beating up person. Be- I beat up bums, and I rape people, and I beat up my friends, and then th- it's kind of interesting that that's who they were sort of seeking to emulate because he's a truly... The character from Clockwork Orange is truly, he's a, a, a true villain. One of the greatest villains, I would argue, in the history of cinema. Honestly, it's actually a brilliant movie. I watched it not that long ago. Um, about It's not really about my story, at least it's about redemption. There's no redemption in Clockwork Orange. It's just very, it's very political, and it's just, it's got a heck of a lot going on. It's an absolutely brilliant movie, Stanley, Stanley Kubrick. Probably Stanley Kubrick's best movie, A Clockwork Orange. But as I was saying, your humble narrative, you read my book, you won't, <laughs> if you read Undercover Angel, you will not believe that it was, your humble narrator was, was the character in that book. And I, again, I, I stole that. Your humble narrator, because when he's narrating, that's an Irish accent, but when you're narrating his, when you're watching the movie and you're hearing him narrate it, he refers to himself as your humble narrator. And so me being your humble narrator was a lot like that humble narrator. I was really just out of control. I was never mean-spirited. That's the difference. I, I did not have a mean bone in my body when I was addicted to drugs. I had, a, uh, I had painful bones. I had a, a broken heart. I had childhood trauma and pain and all these other things. And how does that express itself? That trauma, that pain, that ego chaos expresses itself in the way that so many other egos express themselves. And that's okay because I eventually found this stuff. And a part of me always knew that I would. A part of me always knew that I, your humble narrator, would find a way that I could relate to God that worked for me. Started out with the 12 steps and then here we are and I still like the 12 steps and I've done a little bit of the spirit medicine too here and there not in years but it's beautiful to find a way that works for you i'm glad that this one is talk to you soon bye-bye